Everywhere we look, there are people with actual experience who are saying this was inevitable. Now they're trying to blame it on Donald Trump. It was his plan. First of all, Biden changed the timeline. And Biden decided it was the military first and the civilian second, not Trump. We're all seeing images right now of the fall of Saigon. Little historic fact, Joe Biden was a senator then too. Joe Biden has been in Washington for 50 years. He was there at the fall of Saigon, the Iranian hostage crisis, Grenada, the effort to end the Soviet Union without firing a shot under Reagan, ultimately the dismantling of the Berlin Wall, the first Gulf War, Bosnia, and every other conflict that the United States was involved in. And Biden's people, led by Blinken, are acting like they just got a brief on this stuff yesterday. Joe Biden was there to vote for the Afghan war. Joe Biden was there to vote for the Iraq war. Joe Biden was there as a vice president. Joe Biden was in the room where it happened, quote unquote, when they got the word of the bin Laden raid. Weren't we told that what we needed was stable leadership and experience? And that was Joe Biden. He was the known commodity. He was going to take all the chaos of the Trump years, all the craziness, the tweets, the comments that ruffled the feathers of experienced people in Washington, the man that allegedly broke norms and so forth and so forth. What we needed was somebody who knew a thing or two about how this stuff worked. Before I get into the requisite clips of Blinken, and some of them are quite embarrassing, I'm going to start with the Washington Post columnist Phil Rucker, who went on ABC's This Week to point out exactly what it is I just said. Play cut seven. This has been planned for months. This exit was known about in Washington for a long time. And what's amazing is President Biden ran for office as the foreign policy expert, decades of service in the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And yet look at how uh, poorly planned this seems to be right now. It is a calamity playing out hour by hour on television and one that the experts in the government here had not anticipated happening. And it speaks to how challenging the situation is, but it also raises some serious questions about the lack of intelligence or lack of foresight among the national security team to not foresee that that these cities could fall so quickly. Or maybe it's this. Maybe the smart people aren't so smart. When you look at a guy like Trump, Trump didn't come in on the shoulders of policy theorists and academics and longtime swamp creatures. He came in on a popular wave that rejected the idea that these smart people were doing such a great job in the country. 
They were sick and tired of the academic lectures from Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton or any other one of these so-called smarty-pants Democrats. No, conservatives do not oppose smart people. And conservatives have no opposition to higher learning and pedigrees. What we reject and what we're sick of is people with no experience being called experts on subject matter. We saw this with Pete Buttigieg. Six months as a staff driver in Afghanistan, they acted like he was John J. Pershing or George S. Patton. I realize he was in the Navy. That he was some great tactician. And anybody who disagreed was, my throat is sore if you're figuring that out, was disrespecting the troops. Washington is full of people who gravitate to universities like GW and Georgetown, where they go to schools like Harvard or Yale, and they study things like international policy studies. Now, they never actually go to any of these places, right? They learn what they learn in the classroom. And they read books. And they write papers based on books they read. And they get their high marks and their academic pedigrees. And they shuffle one by one into places like the State Department or the CIA or wherever. And they repeat and regurgitate what they learned in the classroom. And they hang out there long enough to get on a staff or get a promotion, or write a paper, write a book, go on television, go back to academia, and the cycle repeats. How many people, smart people, did we have that started out in the beginning of Afghanistan and followed through? Very few. And when the military starts to spend its time on white rage and gender pronouns and things that have absolutely nothing to do with defeating an enemy at all. When we rage on and on and on about transgenders in the military and we forget the number one mission, which is defeating an enemy. When those two things intersect, don't be surprised when this stuff happens. There's a difference between smart and educated. And there's a difference between educated and capable. There are plenty of people that read information and then regurgitate information. But they don't offer anything new or creative or substantive. Right? We listen to some of these people during the impeachment hearings blather on like Marie Ivanovich. What was her great accomplishment in Ukraine? Nothing. But she was an expert. You know, Biden's been there since the fall of Saigon. With a four-year hiatus during the Trump years. You're supposed to believe that he was completely out of the loop. You're supposed to believe that Joe Biden stopped being a Washington, a, fe- a feature and creature of Washington for four years. Of course not. They had people undermining Donald Trump every step of the way. 
They had people undermining in the Pentagon, in the CIA, in the NSA, in the FBI, undercutting Trump every step of the way because they were going to do it the Washington way, which is the way Washington does it. If you look at some of Donald Trump's either foreign policy initiatives or successes, some of them are quite brilliant for a man with no experience. Who would have thought it was a good idea to not demand that our NATO allies pay more for their membership in NATO while the largest economy in Europe with the largest military was making it ever more de- making itself ever more dependent on what they determined to be their number one threat, Russia. If Germany feels so threatened by Russia, why would they want a pipeline from Russia around Ukraine into Germany to deliver oil and natural gas if that's their number one enemy? And when our president said to them, first of all, you guys should pay more for your membership. And why don't you buy American and Canadian oil and natural gas? The foreign policy establishment went completely crazy. And you saw them all over CNN and MSNBC. Another one, this Samantha Vinograd person. We saw them jumping up and down and foaming at the mouth. How dare he? How dare he? How does that not... How does... How do smart people come to this conclusion that our NATO allies, while they're complaining, they'll say things like, we spend more as a percentage of GDP on our military than any other industrialized nation. Okay, but we're also expected to be the world's police and we don't, we don't want to encourage our NATO allies to pay more for their membership. So if you want to know how some of these nations can be so damn generous to themselves, security-wise, they're living off of us. They're living off of us, and they know it. There's an old joke that Canadians don't need a military, they have ours. I'm not saying they don't have a military. But when Trump proposed these things, they said he was out of his mind. When he proposed the USMCA as a replacement for NAFTA, the very same people said he was out of his mind. When Donald Trump said, I can get Muslim nations to recognize Israel, they said he was out of his mind, but he did it. Weinzik 695, Patriot 9572874. We've had overeducated, useless people running the show, basically. Basically. And as far as Trump's plan and negotiating with the Taliban, everybody across the spectrum, this is what makes it political. They knew. They knew. The longer we stayed, the more this became inevitable. They knew. Ron Paul spoke about it back in 2011, a decade ago. They all knew. But what happens, and this is, we're still in Korea. Smart people came in and said, now we have to nation build. It wasn't enough that our military might had pushed back Al-Qaeda. They said, now we have to give them a constitution and we have to turn them into a democracy. And we have, well, short of 
building a, a Walt Disney World and a Walmart and putting a Starbucks on every corner and broadcasting in American television and giving everybody an iPhone and an Amazon account, unless you plan to stamp out their culture and make them a state or a commonwealth, the graveyard of empires was going to do what the graveyard of empires always does. These people clearly don't want to be Americans. They clearly don't want to have a republic. How could we care more about Afghanistan than the Afghanis? What is their military fighting for? Who knows? It seems like everything we were doing over there was just being propped up by tax dollars. They weren't coming together as a nation, seeing themselves as one people. But everybody knew. And smart people said, no, we have to stay. Smart people said, we have to build a nation. Smart people said, I read a paper and I wrote a paper and it got peer reviewed. We can't leave now. Everybody knew this date was inevitable. Whether Trump won re-election or Biden eked out a victory or if they punted down the road, which so many people advising, so many of these foreign policy establishments were just punting it down the road. They didn't want to make any real decisions. They wanted a seat at the table and to regurgitate academic talking points and then move on with their careers to something else, leaving it to the next generation to recycle. Who with real expertise, real intellect, and real understanding thought that this was not inevitable? They all knew it was. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. We have a lot to get to. We are right, they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.